Welcome to episode 130 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. to episode 130 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom, Bevan James Isles. Proudly brought to you by Coffees of Wait Hawaii. a second, I don't, we don't do it that way. We, 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 I say, what are you up to? Oh, I'm good. You know, John's actually not good, is he? Because on the way here, he was breaking the rules of the world, weren't you, mate? I was. I think I was going about 54 or 55 kilometres an hour, and I looked like I may have been pinged with a bloody speed camera. Uh, well, if you weren't breaking the rules, mate. 55, you don't get a ticket at 55, John. It was 55. It's, if you're going above 60. And I saw a flash, and my eyes, and my life just flashed in front of me. I thought, damn it. Damn it, Janet. <laughs> I've been talking, I mean, I am talk. Oh, yeah. It's proudly brought to you by coffeesofhawaii.com. Now, if you're in Kona this week, get out and get on that boat and get some free coffees of Hawaii. And we've got some more details about where you can get coffees of Hawaii if you're in Kona. Athlinks.com. Um, we've got some good news on them, so we'll talk about that later. And trybuys.com. For all your needs when it comes to triathlon stuff. So it's our Kona Super Special, isn't it, John? But it's also something sp- a special episode for another reason. You, you may, think you, you may, think may figured that out. You may have noticed something a little different at the start of the show. So we got a letter from the corporation called WTC a while ago. Actually, about a year ago now, isn't it? Yeah, we we've, we've winged it out, haven't we? Yeah. And they didn't like us using the name Iron Man. And uh, we, were gonna, we started kind of writing back and stuff, and we got some lawyers to have a look at it. And it's, it's a really interesting discussion. Oh, it's a really... Oh, yeah, that's a good... It's a really interesting discussion. And do they own the name Iron Man? Yeah. And, uh, and we, we've decided at the end of the day that we don't really want to spend money trying to fight the battle to figure it out. So we're just going to change our name to IM Talk. Mm. Now, for now, the website will still work at Iron Man Talk, but eventually we're going to transpose it into... Um, imtalk.me who? not you me <laughs> <laughs> and because uh, we couldn't get imtalk.com the guy wanted like 5,000 bucks for it we weren't going to pay that yeah. so um, so it's, it's a really interesting discussion is that you know, and one thing that one of our cat emailers said that mm-hmm. they don't actually own the name Iron Man but it's an interesting thing and we were to be honest we were slightly disappointed because we felt that uh, you know we're not doing any harm to the sport if anything we're kind of helping exactly. definitely kind of pro- helping them promote the sport and sure we're critical of them at times but you know it's not a bad thing I think mm. you know they, they need the people to be looking upon them and uh, but at the end of the day we just, uh, we're going to be the better people aren't we John take the high ground take the high ground yeah. <laughs> so yeah. from now on it's imtalk dot me dot me and the new bike jerseys for you guys who have been ordering them uh, have got im talk on them yeah the new website address so, so there you go mm. so anyway now we're going to promote their sport <laughs> <laughs> are we good to them are we good to them never have they said thank you that's what frustrates me <laughs> and they didn't even respond Ben didn't even respond to us did no, he email Ben Fer- Fertig or Ferrick or whatever his name is no response no response so their lawyer got a few ear bashings from me though <laughs> <laughs> John doesn't do the, the better person email, do you? No, not always. <laughs> okay, so uh, this week's show, well, obviously we're going to get straight into it news. It's the 30th year of Iron Man. It is. It's huge, eh? It is big. Yeah. Um, you, you know, it's, it's I'm, big. I'm not much older than that. No. Two, two, are you 31 or 32? I'm 31 now. 31, so. Yep. So you were, you were still crapping in your pants. That's right. We so I was. Probably my mum was holding my bum. Exactly. <laughs> Those guys were doing an Iron Man. And Gordon Heller won the first race 30 years ago. The time of 11 hours, 46 minutes, and 58 
seconds. That's so. pretty good considering, eh? Now, what was the distance the first time? They did 2.4 swim, 112 yeah, bike ride. Which is the same. Yeah, so the longest swim, didn't they? No, 2.4 miles is 4.8, no. isn't it? I don't know miles converted in my, in my head, but um, I think it was pretty much the same. Might have been marginally difference in the swim, but... Um, yeah, yeah. Still, it's a solid time. So we've seen the, the finish time come down around about three and a half hours over 30 years. Um, I think, you know, the first couple of years it cranked down quite quickly over the first, say, five to ten. Yeah, but, once I figured it out. But since the Dave Scott and, and Mark Allen days, we really haven't seen any, any change in the time in the last sort of 10, 10 to 15 years. It hasn't really um, changed much other than when Luke Van Laird smashed the record. But even still, he only did it by a few minutes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, 30 years. Congratulations for the people that started Kona. It's um, been yeah, one thing I was on um, Ironman dot com mm-hmm. not com no. <laughs> <laughs> this week and uh, Bob Babbitt's put out a 30 year book yeah and we'll try and get a copy of that and yeah. we can um, tell you whether it's worth buying or not well the 25 he did the 25 year one and they had that at Pyrenees Multisport when we yeah. were over there and I thought that was a great book mm. you know he kind of broke down every year and what happened that year and it was done really really well so maybe you want to check that out so a few things that are going to be happening in Kona this week. Uh, we just thought, for those of you, obviously a lot of you are actually in Kona right now, so we thought we'd just kind of keep you up to date with a few things that are happening. And one of them is that they're going to be having autograph signings uh, in Kona. So uh, you go to the Triathlete or Inside Triathlon booth in Kona, and uh, on Tuesday you can catch up with Craig Alexander. Wednesday there's Gina Kerr, Steve Larson, and Kaylee Jones. I presume she might still be there. Yeah. Uh, Didi Griesbauer, Cam Brown, and Kim Lofter. And then on Thursday, Heather Golnick, Lisa Bentley, and Chris Liedo. If you want to find out times about that, go to InsideTriathlon.com. And they're obviously bought. They are actually sponsored by Goose Sports and Fuel Belt, so they're obviously helping them get mm. in there as well, which is kind of great. What else have we got happening? Computer to list. Here we go, Jonbo. Where's the computer to list? Oh, I didn't bring it up. You keep talking. Computer list. So the way they do the um, the numbers in Hawaii, um, the men seeding go um, obviously number one goes to Chris McCormick and then it uh, sort of drops down to I think 20th place based on last year and then the girls side of things uh, number 100 will be Chrissy Wellington and then obviously likewise it drops down from there so this is always exciting the time of the year for John Bo and I, isn't it? It's very exciting. Oh, it's like your first kiss, isn't it? It's not quite so exciting for me this year because oh, I'm going to be bloody riding my bike back from Hamner, so I'm not going to be able to see any of it. Why'd you do that? Oh, it's a triathlon club camp. Why so. do you have to bike back? Why don't you just drive it only now? Oh, I've got to get some training in somehow. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to miss a fairly, your priorities? fairly big chunk of it. I might just get home in time to see the winner across the line. Oh, so. man. Top 10 from last year. Patrick Verne was in 10th place. He's had a great year winning Rote. Yeah. Uh, Australia. Australia, Western Australia, I think. Michael Lovato, um, he's improved his biking. Um, well, no, his, his biking's fantastic, and he managed to hang, have a pretty good run uh, last year, so interesting to see how he hangs in there. Luke Van Leert. Um, sort of race for him at this stage in his career, right? He had a really good race. Mm, so mm. we'll see, uh, see how he goes back. Aniko Lanos, a lot of people will be picking him to sort well, of Well, Chris McCormick, up. remember when we talked to him in Rote, and he was totally rated the guy. Mm, so we'll see how he goes. Chris Theado, uh, great biker as well. 36, he's sort of starting to get on a little bit, but apparently he's uh, he's looking pretty good and his runs improved a bit. Marino van Honecker won Ironman Austria and uh, has been pretty consistent in kind of the last few years. Yep. Did Norman Sadler finish fourth last no, year? No, no, it was. Um, I can't believe that. No, that that can't be right. Um, no, but maybe they gave it to him because old um, the boom got fourth. Oh, right. and maybe that's just because he's won it previously. They've given yep. him fourth. Did Sadler didn't even finish last no, year? No, he DNF'd. So I wonder why he got given fourth. I don't think that's quite right. That's just unfair, John. It is unfair, but life's not fair. <laughs> life's not fair. Chilborn <laughs> Sinbali, great race by him last year. Um, had a good run after a fantastic bike. 
and Craig Alexander number two and Chris McCormick number one. But you just look down the list and yeah, it's just names name that after are there. You got Ken Brown, you got Billy Hellregal, you got Andy Potts. Andy Potts, he's got to be a, you know, like a big key. Stephen Bayless, who's ranked number one on that triathlon ranking yeah, site. You got you Luke Bell, you know. It's, it's always interesting to see who's actually going to turn up. Most of the guys usually do, but obviously these a lot of these guys will be qualifying during the year, and so some of them may not be there. But uh, it's a great field, and we'll it's sort Kieran of. Doe racing. Kieran Doe racing. So Kieran Doe's a good example. He's not racing. He raced this weekend. Then we go down to number one hundred, number ninety-seven, Brandon Del Campo. Last man on the list. So oh, what are you? Oh, you they, they, they've also put a few. Age, there's a few age groupers in there, in, in the in the first one hundred numbers. Uh, uh, and then okay. we start at number one hundred and one. I was wrong before. One hundred and one is Chrissy Wellington. Yep. Um, so she took it out last year. Sam McGlone's 102, but she's not racing. Kate Major is always up there. Um, yeah. 103, Joe Lorne. I thought she was fifth last year, but um, it's got her down as fourth here. Rebecca Preston, 105. Rebecca Keat, 106. Dee Dee Griesbau, 107. Leander Cave, 108. Uh, Belinda Granger, 109. And Erica... Cosmo. Is it... I don't know if no, it's... No, we Chim- sat wrong. Ch- Chimor or Samore. They were giving us Sean Troy talk this week. Yeah. yeah. I think it might be Ch- Ch- Choma. That's what I heard Bob Babbitt saying the other day. Oh, really? So we'll go with Choma this week. And then we have McKaylee Jones here at 111. She's not racing. Uh, and Tara Norton's down there. She's not racing either. Nina so, Craft's back. Nina Craft's name is down there at 119. Yeah. So Gina Bella, Ferguson. Bella's going to be there. Bella's going to be there. Von Van Vlerken's going to be there. So we'll go Karen through Karen is still trucking on. Oh, she's 47. A she's a legend. Uh, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a great race um, and, and I think the, the women's race is probably going to be more exciting than the men's race Do we, do we want to talk about our stuff now or when we do the picks? We'll talk about our picks when we when we get there but, okay. um, we'll, we'll go I, through, I, I might go through how I sort of see the race panning out Okay John, but before we do breakdown of age groupers and try just now it's one thing and we're going to give K-Swiss I know you love your Mizunos John mm-hmm. but K-Swiss have actually done this it's kind of a cool thing they're going to sell some Ironman race shoes or your country shoes only if you're American or Australian <laughs> <laughs> but still they're, they're doing this in the race and uh, well, I think they're designed for triathlon for race day kind of races a little bit lightweight and all this kind of stuff like that uh, we're charging about 110 to 120 US for the shoes and they're quite a cool design it'd be cool to go and get a, uh, a shoe that's sort of got the country flag on it yeah like, if you're a Kiwi yeah. just cross out one of the stars just cross out one of the stars <laughs> and colour them in with the Australian shoe and you're, you're there <laughs> and even if you're a palm because you just cross out all the stars exactly <laughs> but uh, yeah and they've also got some Ironman shoes and it's just something that's a little bit different but um, I think they're actually going to bring out a range next year so mm. they'd be really great go to uh, tryjuice.com and you can check that out and Tryjuice have got a great article and they're talking about the number of uh, competitors in each age group and on the male side of things basically from 30 to 45 or 35 to 45 is where the core of athletes are going to be so the biggest age group in terms of numbers is the 35 to 39 in the men's which is 247 athletes yep. and on the girls side of things same age group on their side 35 to 39 um, which is 76 it's interesting in the girls that it pulls more of the 30 to 34 if you look at that they're all pretty even from between 30 to 45 yeah whereas on the guys it's a little bit less in that age group yeah mm. yeah so um and it's good to see in the men's side of things, 75 to 79, you've got six athletes. Wow. Uh, and in 70 to 74, you've got 16. And we've got one athlete in the 70 to 74 on the female side. So I think she'll be taking home the gold medal. I think she's got it, as long as she finishes. <laughs> she has got yeah. it. Male competitors, coming. we've got 1,317. And female competitors, we've got 499. So... Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you when you factor in all the um, the athletes that may be pulling out, I think that there's 1,317. All together, total. So all together, it's it's about, about eighteen hundred. Yeah. So I'd see that's probably see that drop down to maybe about sort of seventeen hundred. Yep. 
oldest uh, competitor, Harriet and uh, Anderson, and female, seventy-two. Lauren Leonard, um, seventy-nine. So man, imagine that's comes unbelievable. Imagine he comes back next year, and he'll be eighty. Oh, I wonder who the oldest who's ever done it is. I think somebody who's eighty may have done it, but I'm not one hundred percent sure on that. Man, that's just unbelievable. What's the yeah. old guy from Christchurch or New Zealand who does all Anthony the rest? CP. Harold C. No, no, not CP. The other oh, guy who does um, Ray Bennett. Is he, it? He's in his 70, he's 72, I think. Is he? I he got bronze medal at the World Champs last Did week. Yep. Wow. Our youngest competitor, we've got, uh, how do you say, Ali, Ali Hinspence. Hinspence yep. from, uh, and she's 18. And then Tyler Fawcett on the... Uh, well, we've got the other two. Caroline White as well, and also Andrew White. Nice. Yeah, yep. Um And top three countries, USA have not, 793 competitors. That's, I, I, that's a big proportion there. You're, I thought that would be slightly different, but I, I guess you have got a lot of qualifying races in America. Yeah, and also maybe more slots go to the Americans as well. Yeah, and yeah. they get more in the bloody lottery. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 229 from Germany and then 138 from Australia. Mm. So it really shows a lot about the sport, doesn't it? Mm. Oh, it's really interesting and obviously the top contenders have got to be Mecca and Christy Wellington who won out last year just while we're on this page Avon has brought out <laughs> signature that's, range that's, See, um, no, I suppose you can you, you know, they've brought out a signature range fragrance collection I suppose we do stink a bit but if you want to go natural you go Alvin Alvin uh, Connor yeah there's no denying it Alvin no. Connor actually we got an email a while ago about someone saying how great they thought it was mm. um, okay so that's uh, pretty much what I've got here John uh, breakthrough of age group we've done that our thoughts on how the race may unfold I'm thinking it's more your thoughts because you've <laughs> written it I've written it I'll give some thoughts as well uh, I think the conditions are going to be crucial we've had uh, calm years for the last four years so 2005 to the last year so five, three. six, seven Yep, three three years of calm years. Yep. The year before that was terrible. That's the year I did it. Yeah, yeah nice. <laughs> Broke my heart. So it's got, you know how, how long that can continue. It's got to it's got to be windy this year. It's going to make it a completely different race. And and so why does it got to be windy, John? It's just, just it's law of averages. Fair. Yeah, and you, you've got to give the people like I, I feel cheated that I went there and it wasn't windy. Yeah, see, I, I had a shit time, but it's, you <laughs> know what? I love the fact that I did it on one of the hardest days ever. Yeah, yeah. So time's not super impressive. You got to go over there and get the full yeah the, full the experience, experience the pain. So I think. Bike, uh, conditions on the bike and the men's race will be crucial because it's going to give the bikers a better chance. And we have seen over the last couple of years the bikers have got away regardless. You know, Chorbo and Simbali got away last year along with um, Chris Liedo, I think it was. So I think that's going to be crucial. If it's windy, they're going to have a bigger lead and they're going to stand a much better chance. Uh, you think? You th- so you think windy day they'll get away from the runners a lot more and that yeah. then the runners are going to struggle to catch up? Or If it's a calmer day, you know, the gap may be, say, six to eight minutes. If it's a windy day, it might balloon out to over ten minutes if they start to get tired on the way back. So in that case, who will be your favourites in that case? Uh, I think probably then obviously Stadler comes into it, then Chilborn, uh, Sinbali, Chris Lieto, and anybody who wants to give it a nudge on the bike, and you'll see some guys going for it and they'll just explode on the run. Yep. But a lot of those guys now have learnt how to run just under three hours, and if they yep. can do that with a 10 minute lead, they, yep. they may not quite win it, but they'll certainly be, be right up there and in, in, well, in the been, race. Yeah, okay, okay yep. So uh, I th- also the swim conditions could. could be fairly crucial as well. Not you know you can't. We always say you can't lose the race. But you can't win the race in the swim, but you can lose it. And people like Cameron Brown have lost it in the swim before. So like if it's rough, as well. Yeah, yeah. If it's rough in the swim, um, the better swimmers have a bigger advantage. And Andy Potts, I think, uh, I thought he would change the dimension of the Olympic race. He didn't get there, but I think he could. Uh, he's going to be a real contender because he is. He will go out in the swim and he'll have a pretty sizable lead. I think. What's it like on the bike, Potts? Good. So, but yeah. what do we have to stay for, like a settler? 
uh, he wouldn't be able to stay with Sadler, but he'd be able to stay with with Macker and all those guys. Okay. Um, so but in that case, is that much of an advantage to him smacking it out of the water? Because he's obviously going to have to. If he smacks it out of the water, he's pretty much going to have to wait for the pick to catch him up. Well, that's the thing. If he if he smacks it out of the water, and then if a breakaway group forms on the bike, which maybe not the Uber bikers, but you know a group of say four or five, then he could ride with them. Okay. So and, and I think he can run with a lot of those guys. You know, he showed he outran Craig Alexander in one of the seventy point threes earlier this year. So um, and he comes. Potts across, is the mystery man, isn't he? He is, but he, he you know, Crowey did it last year, and yep. I think he's a smart. It seems like a smart guy, so I think he'll have his nutritional Didn't sort get of to stuff. The Olympics. That's, that's true, <laughs> but he could he could have had Kona in the back of his mind, and he was focusing oh, that's on right. his half. Wow, well, that's a good so. question, Joel, because you have discussion of the week later on. Mm, so, well, uh, I think he could change the dimension of the the guys' race um, if it's calm. Uh, it's likely there's going to be a fairly sizable bunch regardless whether it's calm or windy and it just depends how big it, how far behind the leaders they are but you're going to see all your runners in there like your Cameron Browns and, and, and so on so it'll be interesting to see how much time they lose and if they can bring that back and uh, basically the, ga- the game is if you're watching the coverage on, on race day if, if guys miss that bunch in the first 20 miles of, of the bike and they're not there after the swim it's, it's game, game over, over for yeah. them so you see do you think we're going to have a fast run? Yeah, I think it'll be a fast run, and but it'll just be whether the, the bikers get a big enough lead. But uh, you know, you're going to see Crowey and Macker and those guys running a low 240, and that's yeah. what it's going to take. And and but they've just got to make sure they don't let the gap get too big because uh, Chawborn sure showed last year that he's he's capable of running um, into sub three, the, uh, sub three and uh, if he can run 255 and have a 10 minute lead, yeah. they're going to have to run pretty quick to catch him. Girls I'm getting excited, John. Oh. I'm getting excited. What's going to happen on the girls' side of things, mate? Uh, I think it's going to be quite different to the the men's race. Yeah, because the slowest women can catch up on the bike in the run, can't mm. they? Yeah, I, I, I think yeah, it's Chrissy's race to lose. She should win. She's so dominant. Yeah. Um, so she should take it out. But I think the race for second is going to be fascinating. Yeah. You're that confident. Yeah. Yeah. Really. I mean. Um, I, I can't see her, can't see her losing unless she ballses it up basically. Okay. So well. and she doesn't seem like the person who's going to crumble under the pressure. No, uh, she's got her form right and her build up right, and she's not injured. Um, I think she should take it relatively comfortably. If she doesn't get a lead on the bike like she did last year, I still think she can outrun all those girls. Yeah. Um, but uh, the girls' winner's going to do a sub three, isn't she? Three. I think if you, if, if you do three, you'll you'd win with a three regardless yeah. of where you come off the bike. Yeah. So I think that could be quite interesting. Um, but I think what's going to be crucial for the girls' race, because Chrissy's a reasonable swimmer, she's not going to be that far down on the lead girls, but I think the main other contenders are likely to be quite a long way back. Um, Yvonne Van Vlerken and yeah. Erica Chomor, or have, however you want to yeah. pronounce it, they're going to be quite a long way what's back. What's going to like as a swimmer? She's, she's not, not bad. She'll come out the same sort of place as um, Chrissy. Chrissy. So I think if those slower swimmers can get together on the bike, um, you know, and Natasha Badman might be in that group as well, that's they they stand a good chance, but if they end up being splintered and just riding by themselves, I think they'll really struggle. So that's going to be a crucial part of the swim for them. As uh, the crucial part of the race is going to be the swim. Okay. And uh, big gaps will appear in the run. I think big gaps. I think a lot of people will go for it on the bike because they know that they'll have to be close to Chrissy yeah. on the bike, and so they'll just put it all on the line and then see what happens on the run. So I think the, you'll see some really big gaps starting to appear on the run and, and some pretty big explosions. Nice. Which was always good. So it's great to see people exploding on the run. It is, isn't it? Especially when they're crawling. Love that crap. Okay, so what about what's some tips we have for then, Jombo? Same old story. You'll hear this from pretty much every coach um, <coughs> who's got half a brain. Is <laughs> have a plan and stick to it. Don't uh, buy new shoes. Don't buy. Don't, don't go and pair put a pair put a Newton. Don't go and put a pair of Newtons on your feet or anything new race week. Don't go and buy anything from the expo that you're going to use on race day yeah. that could cause you to chafe. Um, yeah. 
just stick Why to what, <laughs> I love where your chafing was the issue there. <laughs> yeah, just stick to your plan and uh, and Kona more than anywhere else. So you just got to avoid the temptation to hammer early on the bike. It's a long day at the office and the heat and the wind. Just be wise and control yourself. And you know what? If you're feeling great with 10k to go on the run, smack it then. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We actually had a, a guy called Rob. Tell him more. Tell him more. And we've got an interview of him coming up in a couple of weeks. He's uh, a top podiatrist in New Zealand, actually looks after New Zealand triathlon. And we had a really good interview with him just before today's show about that stuff, which we'll put up in a couple of weeks from now. But we uh, kind of talked a little bit about Kona. So we're going to chuck that in right now. And he's just going to give it a little bit of an update on what's happening over there right now. He's actually there right now. Right now. Right now. Not now. Right now. And so we're going to chuck that on right now. Here's Rob. Okay, on today's show we've got uh, a roving reporter, Rob Dallymore, who's a podiatrist up in Auckland, New Zealand. So we're actually going to be playing a, a bit of an interview with Rob in a couple of weeks' time, sort of talking more about podiatry issues, but he's over in Kona at the moment, raced there last year, so we thought we just might get a quick update on, uh, on what's happening in Kona as it's coming up this weekend. So welcome along to the show, Rob. Thank you. Uh, How are you? So... You raced Kona last year and uh, and obviously got a taste of what it was like in, in fairly calm conditions. What sort of, uh, you've been over there a couple of days, anything, any gossip? Yeah, yeah, we, we arrived yesterday and um, I'm not doing it this year. Um, Kelly, my partner's racing, oh, nice. so I'm the spectator. But um, it's it's pretty hot. It's, I remember last year it was pretty warm and I um, I thought, you know, this, this is okay, but this year actually seems a lot, a lot hotter and... We haven't been right out on the course yet, but it just certainly doesn't feel as windy in Kona as it was last year. So it's, so it's going to be windy than what it was last year. It feels like it, yeah. Oh. Like we haven't we haven't seen any big swells coming up sort of later in the day, and it's um, it's pretty calm. But again, we haven't been right out to Harvey yet. We'll do that later on today, so we'll we'll, we'll know what it's like there. And uh, seen any of the rock stars about yet? Yeah, we've seen a few. Um, we were running along the drive, and Chrissy Wellington blew past us. Um, in, in the opposite direction, and she was looking pretty fit. Yeah. Um, and she was chatting away to everybody, so <laughs> <laughs> she's pretty. <laughs> and we actually we were just sitting at Lava Java before, and we saw Yvonne Van Blerk and run past. Yeah. And I've got to say, she looks she looks trimmer than she did at Roth, and really? she was she, she wasn't hanging around. Yeah, she, she was looking very fit. Nice. Um, Fernanda Keller saw her running along. She looks she looks looks you know fast and fit as always. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw Norman. He was he was running with his posse of of Dresdner athletes. <laughs> and what, what's and your uh, sort of pick? He didn't say much. He didn't wave. <laughs> what, what, what's your pick? Uh, give give us uh, your your top three men and female. Put yourself on the line here. Uh, uh, Christian Wellington. Yeah. Ivan um, Evlerkin. Yeah. And and I'll put one there for Gina Ferguson. Oh, nice! Love the play. Put it out there. Yeah, we, we saw we saw her running. She was running along uh, Queen Cave and Airport, and um, she looked brown and and trim, but like very strong yeah. and very comfortable. When she was, the so, brown is the key, oh, I isn't think, it? You know, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and for the men, um, I still reckon Mac is Mac is pretty sharp. Um, I think Norman will. I, I don't. I don't think he will feature this time. Oh, I just can't see it. Um, and I only saw Chris Lieto before, and he looks he looks really skinny, so he might be running quite well. <laughs> but I don't know how that would affect his bike. And um, uh, Cam Brown, nice. And in terms, got, of, got, got, um, got to do it this year. In terms of uh, maybe a bit of a Kiwi perspective, any age groupers you think uh, from New Zealand might uh, ruffle a few feathers and possibly get on the podium? <laughs> uh, 
Walter Walter Thorburn's pretty pretty lean at the moment. He's pretty fired up, pretty oh, focused. This is Walter 40, 44, Is he? He's forty forty four. Yeah, yeah. He looks awesome, and um, um, I'd say he'd be he'd be a real. I mean, he's he's going out there to to win his age group. I know that much, and so he'll be wanting to be right there at the end. So and he'll run he'll run to the death. Yes. That's the way he races. It'll be good. We uh, oh, we saw. Him, oh, I bumped and um, pushed in front of Molina at the airport. Oh, yeah. he, he was. He's, he's looking pretty good. <laughs> he, was, he was walking. Did he get boozed on the flight? <laughs> I, had a, I think he had a son with him, so I think he was being a little more controlled. <laughs> Responsible. Yeah. And um, other other Kiwis. Um, who else? Who are other Kiwi age groupers? Um, Jeez, oh, I should know this. How's your partner? Oh, Jess, Jess, Jess Stacey. Jessica Stacey for the 25, 29 age group I think, oh, I think she'd be very, very fit as well. <laughs> so um, the, the general feel Kelly, here right now is um, pretty good like is it is it kind of hyped up what was that sorry is, is the, the general feel in Kona right now is it hyped up or is it kind of still a little uh, calm at this stage yesterday was a bit quiet today it's definitely a bit more hype okay. just down at the swim start for it was um, it was looking pretty pretty um, pretty pretty fiery lots of uh, lots of calf muscles being flexed and nice <laughs> speedos being <laughs> But um, and their banners are going up now. The transition's being set up, so it's it's all beginning to happen. Great. Make sure you look out for the Ironman Talk banner and also uh, coffees, of Hawaii. coffees of Hawaii boats going to be out there. So go get yourself some free coffees. Yeah. yeah when's, when's the when's the boat going to be? I think it's going out on Tuesday. So yeah. Excellent. So Excellent. go and enjoy that. So awesome, Rob. We'll um, we'll uh, talk to you right now, but this will be on in a couple of weeks' time, just about yeah. the dietary. So there you go. So we're going to be doing Jumbo. Rob reckons it's pretty hot and that it's not very windy. Well, and I've had reports in from guys that I coach over there that maybe got over there a few days earlier that uh, were out, say, last Friday, Saturday on the bike before Rob got there, and they said it was extremely windy out by Harvey. Um, so it's hot, it's windy. Um, Long-range forecast, raining on Friday. Raining on Friday. I think, it, I mean, it pretty much rains over there, there every day. You're going to get a shower somewhere, um, whether it's in, in town or somewhere on the bike course. So I know when I race, we got a bit of a shower out in Harvey, so... The temperature looks like staying pretty consistent yeah, around, around 27. 27 degrees centigrade in the, in the low 80s um, Fahrenheit. Uh, the difficulty you get in Kona is if it's um, if it doesn't rain, if it stays hot and sunny, um, you know you've got the the humidity, you've got the heat, um, and you've got the wind to deal with. So it is actually quite nice when you get a bit of a rain shower, but that sometimes um, pumps up the humidity a bit. But on the bike, it's nice when that happens. So mm. chances are it's going to be hot, windy, and uh, sunny. Hot, windy, and sunny. Yeah, there we go. Well, we've actually got a website at uh, wonderground.com, and we'll put a link to that on www.imtalk. No, we'll go imtalkstill.com. But you'll also have imtalk.me. Not you. Me. That's right. <laughs> it's all good. That so it's going to have to die really quickly. We can't do that every week. Well, no, we have to because that's how. It's like when they pizza had their had really bad number. Yeah, it was eighty three, eighty three, and they put it there and they go, oh, 800, 83, yeah. 83, 83 and it made you remember it, didn't it? it? Did. Yeah. So that's what we're doing here. Not me, not you. That's right. <laughs> me. They'll never get sick of it, John. Okay, of course. <laughs> take your word on that. Okay. Uh, also, lotteries are open for next year's race. So if what, you want to, is that open? The lottery. Lottery. What did I, what did I say? Lottery. <laughs> Kevin's <laughs> just uh, had his bottle of Jim Beam and uh, we'll, we'll carry it. I'm a worry. Okay, so lottery, if you want to enter in next year's Coda race and you don't think you've got a chance of qualifying in a, the normal way to qualify, one option is to enter the Ironman lottery. Now, they put on open so many. Oh, have I put it 100, up? 150 slots. 150 slots. 100 go to Americans, I think it is, and 50 to overseas athletes. So it's yep. a bit of a um, shaft. No, 150 for Americans. Only 50, so 200 slots. 
150 for Americans, only 50 for international athletes. What's not fair, Bevan? <laughs> Life. It's not, Life fair, is not fair. Unless you're an American, then it's extremely fair. <laughs> Although the way the economy's going right now. <laughs> damn Americans. Damn Americans. <laughs> we love you, Americans, but damn Americans. Um, okay, so what you basically do is you go on Ironman.com and you pay. How much does it cost for it? Uh, I think you pay 100 bucks or something like that. Or Okay. And I think the money goes to charity, so it it's, does. it's not necessarily a bad and thing. And if, if you want to boost your chances, you can join the, their passport club or something, and then you pay more money, and you, oh, get, really? you have a better chance. Uh, geez, it seems like they're all about making money, John. <laughs> Funny that. <laughs> okay, what else have we got? Have we got anything else here? This is going to be a long one. It's good. We need long. I haven't, I haven't got too much else in the okay, uh, okay, so other results. Uh, we've got the Alba Man. But we don't have the results for that. That was in Italy, so if that comes up, uh, we will do the results for that at some stage. And then we had the Longhorn 70.3 race over the weekend, and uh, Richie Cunningham. Monday, Tuesday, happy days. Is that how it goes? No, probably not. <laughs> you you always do that part. Oh, sorry, man. I, you know, we'll download it and learn it. And Lisa Bentley took it out uh, quite convincingly, really. Um, yeah, it was interesting because uh, it, was, it was quite a strong field. Uh, <laughs> yeah, none of the rock stars really did that well on the guys' side of things. Uh, eh? Karen Doe was only like eighth, eighth or ninth. Yeah. Um, click on that. Lesson got fourth. Lesson only managed fourth. So Richard Cunningham's good performer. He's been around for, for a long athlete, time. Eh? Really solid. So he was good. Um, Terenzo Bazzoni, what the what hell's happened? going on there? Oh, Ref- refresh no. that page. Better. No, no, it was like this earlier today as well. Uh, Bazzoni, what happened to him? I didn't see his name in the results anywhere. So we had Richie Cunningham first, Joe Gambles, Joe Gambles in second, and Alberto Cassandi in third place. Lessing was fourth, the boom was fifth. Yeah. Kieran Doe was only ninth. Yeah. Mark yeah. Van Ackeren, who's a fantastic swimmer, was about ninth. Lisa Bentley, Pip Taylor, and then Anne Gervais got in one, two, three in the girl side of things. So you'd have to assume that Lisa Bentley is obviously not racing Kona, or yeah. she's uh, pretty keen. Pretty keen. They had something really interesting at this race, um, a bit of a, a gimmicky sort of thing. They have a, a they have a hill on the, the run called, and they called it Quadzilla, mm. and they basically you do it four times. I don't know. If, oh. I think it's more killing your quads. Oh, I yeah, love it. So um, they had. I think they must have had a timing mat at the bottom and at the top. And you oh, basically got, fastest to the top. Yeah, I don't know whether you got a preem or whether you got a prize or something. But Lisa Bentley apparently had the fastest time to the top. I think That's it was, a cool idea because they should have a preem because it puts risk to the race, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> You know, like maybe a thousand bucks for the first passes person, yep. but you know that you can blow your race by doing that, couldn't you? Imagine if they did that in Palani in, in Hawaii. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, that's great. So I think it was about eight hundred meters long, and I like um, that. Lisa Bentley's time was pretty pretty fast. Apparently, getting up there, and then on the guys' side, I think none of the pros actually took it out. It was an age group. I haven't got the name. Sorry, yep. but an age group had the fastest time up that hill. One of the biggest pieces of news that came out of Longhorn, and it's kind of sad news, but it's uh, it's interesting. Simon Lesson has finally retired mm. at the end of the race. He said, "That's my last." at the office shame you couldn't go out on top yeah uh, we've got an interview coming up in a couple of weeks time with a guy called Jason Shortis and you'll hear more about Jason that Shortis that wasn't no Jason Jason Metters sorry yeah. uh, and he sort of talks about lessing um, a bit and for guys that are just getting into triathlon they probably don't realise how good well I didn't, I didn't I didn't until I hear the old guys talking to stories oh. you know in, in the 90s the guy was incredible and, and it was actually becoming quite detrimental to the sport because he, just, he would win. Was it like Schumacher win yep. Formula 1 for a while? And it just got boring. He'd just turn up the world champs and you'd go, right, who's racing for second place? He was that good. Really? And he was the full package. You know, he, he could swim. He was always first or second or third or something like that out of swim. When required, when it wasn't drafting, he could ride as good as anybody and his running was just out of this world. You know, I remember watching the world champs in Lausanne, Switzerland in 98, I think it was, and... Uh, 
he just smoked them. It was four laps, and after one lap, he was like about a minute in front, really? and uh, and everybody was just racing for second. And he was so good, and he just looked like he did it so easy. Um, he was just incredible for for probably from ninety about ninety three. 93 he got second at the world champs i think he won in 90 he won in canada in 92 and then from 92 through to i don't know about 98 it's just about unbeatable really? it's just incredible and i also one of my big memories of simon lessing was um when he decided to step up and do nice um when nice used to be huge yep. and he was only about 22 or something and he just ripped it and he went head to head with mark allen and he did he did crumble uh, maybe a two-thirds of the way through the run but Mark Allen was in the best form of his life and he went head-to-head with him all the way and he was only like 22 years uh-huh. old so incredible athlete so he has perhaps dragged his career on a little bit too long as um, Jason sort of talks about well it's just one of the things that Jason talks about and also when I've talked to like guys who live in Boulder who have trained with him the guy would just in training would just smack the crap every day eh? yeah there was no kind of easy day, hard days. It was like hammer on. Out the door. Out the door. And like, yeah, you'll, you'll hear when we talk to Jason some funny stories about that. But I even remember talking to Chris McDonald about it and saying in the end he just couldn't train with Simon because, yeah. and, and Chris is a strong, strong cyclist. Yeah. And uh, he'd, you know, he said, but you go out and you'd just be smacking the crap out of yourself. And, yeah. you know, it was just death fest for yeah. the whole ride. And he's yeah. like, yeah, he just. The, it, imagine the mental the mental toughness of the guy. It's it's so interesting from a coaching perspective when you hear these, these yeah, top guys contradict everything you say. Yeah, yeah. it does, and it, it's interesting. And, and you always think, well, wonder if he'd done it this way, and it would it would have yeah. worked better or not. So it's, it's so interesting. You can't really question a guy who's been that successful, can no. you? No. Uh, um, so it's it's fascinating to to look at different approaches to coaching and and how different coaches work and how they all seem to get different results. And, yeah. and I think it's the, the, the sort of theme of it is if, if you're consistent, if you can stay injury free. And if you believe in what you're doing, it, it usually works. Well, with Simon, you know, like in the last few years, he hasn't really, once he switched over to Ironman, he didn't really live up to expectations. Except for his first race. Yeah, it was his first race he dominated, but he also kind of had injuries through mm. this time. Do you think it would have been a different story if he kind of gone injury-free in these oh, last totally. few years? Yeah? yeah, I think all the Ironman races, it was, uh, one thing was the injury issues, and the second was his, uh, his stomach issues. He wasn't able to hold food down um, yeah. very well. And I think in his first race, he, had, he didn't have any problems, but pretty much from then on, he seemed to have some sort of stomach issues so I've got no doubt in my mind that if he'd gone to Kona earlier in his career when he uh, didn't have the injuries um, I think he would have easily easily been able to to win it out if he'd he'd prepared specifically for it Um, because he's such a good runner he's always going to be after this swim he could have just hung in there on the bike and uh, and I think he would have just killed it uh, what else we got here? Uh, Just following up on your interview from from Dick Wood, I think you did a good job there. Thanks, was, mate. Uh, was, was did you like the one about the, the wife? That, I was wondering if anybody else out there cringed at the same time. <laughs> they they gave me shit on try talk about that, but it, it's not your yeah. You, you, yeah, you need to know. Yeah. Well, the thing was, I was communicating with a lady called Karen, who, who, Kathy, I, wasn't Kathy, it? Kathy, sorry, yeah, and. Um, and from what I could tell, they lived together, or they like she works from his house at least. And so yeah. I just assumed that was his wife. And, it came, and the then, email came from Team Hoyt. Yeah, so. yeah, and it was that kind of stuff. And so yeah, and then yeah, I was like, <laughs> she, you pulled out of. I it recovered three years. It's all about recovery, isn't it? Well, the family must be great then. <laughs> you did well, um, and I couldn't believe uh, that. I thought, did he say he'd come from a family of ten? Yeah, yeah. So ten kids or a family of ten? I don't know. Man, that's regardless either way. That's a Big, a big effort. But different times, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you don't really do that nowadays, do you? No. You're not going to have 10, are you? 
No, not not not, not on the plan. <laughs> okay, discussion. But I, oh. but I thought the other fascinating thing was just how fast he was. And yeah, I think we talked about that. Two forty marathon, the age of fifty three, pushing a chair. Yeah, it was just incredible. phenomenal way. Yeah, with no with no athletic background. Yeah, tough bugger. Yeah. Okay. Um. So discussion of the week now. Before we actually get into discussion of the week, we've got some great news for you about um our try. This month and for the month of October, when you order anything over seventy five dollars, now if you, you can still use the IM Talk code, which gives you fifteen percent off, but you have to order enough product that takes you over seventy five dollars, you get a free long sleeve top with the order, which in itself is probably worth twenty thirty bucks. I don't know. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Long sleeve tops. Good man, I wear my Yeah, 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 same, yeah. It's a no-brainer, John. It is a no-brainer. I'm using your term, but it's just so obvious. Yeah, so, so get on the artoftry.com, put in the code IMT78, you get a discount there, and if you spend over $75, you get a free long seat T-shirt. So get in there, get some early Christmas presents maybe. Yeah, yeah, and if you're a partner who you know is into try it's a you know, really good thing to think of, isn't mm. it, John? So last week we had our top three for Conan, and to be honest, we're we going to pick the ones out because they're kind of all... I haven't actually had a good look at it no, yet. No, we haven't really done peas because we kind of thought that would be a bit different. But one, one other thing on Art of Try um, is going to be over in Kona. You'll be able to see the signs out there and uh, they'll be selling some Art of Try stuff that we can talk and about. And one thing he's done that's been show. great for us is done an IM Talk sign. IMTalk.me. Oh, not you, not me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never get sick of it. No. So, um, yeah, we've, we've got the top three picks. Uh, so we're just, Bevan's just pulling up the okay, page. Well, now. So it seems it's taking a while. The, the, deal, yours. The, deal, the deal was that. Uh, and we'll have to figure this out next week, obviously. I think first place was going to get five you points. You had a point you, system, didn't you? If you picked out first, you get five points. Pick out second, three, third was going to be one on the male and female side. So there was X number of points total. And if we have a tie, then um, we'll figure out what to do then. Uh, my picks on the guys' side of things, uh, I'm going to go with Maka to take it out. You are going to go with Maka? Yeah, I think he'll I think he'll defend. I don't think he'll do it easily, but I think he'll, um, he'll defend. Really? Now, this is the interesting one. What, only two people have ever defended? Yeah, who's that? De, De Boom and, and probably Mark Allen. Allen. What yeah. about Dave Scott? He would have, wouldn't he? I don't think he ever defended it. Yeah, okay. Oh, no, I'm I don't sure. know, to be honest. Yeah. He must have, surely. I would have thought so. But, but the thing is, is that the argument is that maybe he didn't do it after winning his first one. Right. Yeah, I yeah. think that was the thing. Yeah. Peter Reid maybe didn't either. No, Peter Reid. No. I don't think okay. Peter Reid won it twice in a row. No. No. Uh, so I think Mecca to take it so out. So you think he's up to doing the double? I think so, yeah. I think he's... Um, yeah, I think he, I think he is. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's it's good reasons. <laughs> I think maybe a bit of a long shot, but Nico Lanos maybe second. I think we're going to see somebody new on the podium in second place. Um, so I was kind of thinking maybe Lanos and maybe uh, um, Marino, but I think I'm going to go with a Nico Lanos, and I'm going to go for Andy Potts in third place. Oh, I was tempted to put him in second place. You were uh, Potts, but, but but I think he I think he. I think he'll be right up there. So that, that's my pick on the guys. So I think. So what about you, Bevan? You're just going to look at mine. No, you, you, you females, because I need to look at what other people have done first. The girls, I'm going to go for Chrissy to take it out. Uh, and I'm going to go for Erica Chomor or Samor, whatever her surname is, to, to get second place. I think. Really? Yeah. Really? Yes, really. Wow, I'm fascinated <laughs> I, by that. I just think that they, if those girls can reproduce what they did and wrote, um, I think they're going to... They're going to kill it. And you think she'll be, Van Kluken won't beat her? I think Van Kluken may be third. And the reason for that is Van Kluken hasn't raced in Kona before. Um, so I but Van Kluken likes the heat, doesn't she? She may do. Uh, she raced pretty well and wrote this year and it was pretty shit. 
so I think she probably maybe races in any any conditions. But th- those two were pretty close in, in road. It wasn't there wasn't much in it, and I think uh, Erica with her year of experience under her belt, uh, well, no, maybe she's had more than one. I know she got about ninth or tenth last year. I think maybe that'll give her the slight edge. And the, the form she was in at the start of the year was fantastic in some of those seventy point three races. So that's my pick, and that's what I'm sticking to. Well, I, I think you've gone a bit too wayward, mate. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, I think you've gone wayward on the guys' side of things. Yeah. Oh, I don't think Potts is going to be there. Okay. I think Potts is. I think Potts is good, but I don't yeah. think he, I don't think he knows the race well enough yet. I know Alexander did it last year, yeah. but I put Alexander up before Potts. I, I'm. I, I love Gray. I think he's a great guy, <laughs> and. Uh, and I think he's one of those guys I think he'll be right there or he might not be anywhere and, yeah. and I do wonder if he's changed things quite a bit this year and that's my, my, my thinking uh, that uh, he's got a different coach and your base pots on what? base pots on <laughs> he's, just, he's just a good all round athlete so I, I think Crowey wouldn't be at all surprised if he's there but I just think he, maybe he's changed things too much this year well, I've got to go for McCormick as well. I think, you know, the two is a real challenge, but if anyone knows how to handle the pressure and create other pressure for more athletes, it's definitely Macri. You know, physically, he's an amazing athlete, but the way he plays the game is absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. Um, for me, I like the idea of Aniko Lannis in there as well. Mm-hmm. Something about Aniko that I find just mysterious, and I think he has actually proven he's of that standard now. You know, when you hear Maka talk about him in Germany, mm. you know, how he's become a smarter athlete in this year and that he's doing things that are a little bit wiser. Definitely makes me think that he could be up there. And, you know, Maka at times in Germany didn't think he was going to win. And, you know, and if anything, he felt that the only reason he beat Nico was because Nico didn't really play the game that well. And mm. physically, if Nico had played the game better, maybe he could have got it. So I'm going to put him in at second. I think that he could do it. Uh, and then I will go Alexander in at third, I think. Okay. Yeah, I think what Alexander did last year was amazing. And I think the only reason he maybe, well, the reason Mecca won was just his lack of experience. I think maybe at the wrong time he held back and probably should have gone. And this year coming into it, he's probably got that experience. And mm. But, you know, this, uh, this is what's so great about this race. There's so many names. You know you know what, Cam Brown, he didn't on, but, you know. I think he'll be in the top five. I think Cam might get in the top five. The, the Germans, you never sort of know. I think somebody made a comment there with um, uh, Stadler. He could easily win it. He could yep. easily DNF. But I would say he'll get first, second, third, or he'll DNF. Yeah, you've got some Bali. You've got, you know, you've got... He, he does, he, I think he's had a few issues with his Yeah, he didn't have very good rope, did he? So I, I think... Um, it's not going to be his year. He might not have it. Ferris? Uh, yeah, he hasn't had a great year, but he's kind of come back in form recently. Yeah, so you know you've got that to think of. Somebody's picked Hilary Biscay getting third there in the girls' side so things. A few people are picking Belinda Granger there. I think she'll really go for it on the bike, but I just don't think she's got enough running legs to see her get run down. So for but me, I wouldn't the be surprised things, if she's first off the bike. I wouldn't be surprised. What about Kate Major? You didn't you didn't rank her? Yeah, no, I don't think she's quite got the X factor. Mm, okay, well I'm going to go. I am going to go Chrissy. It's the obvious choice. Um, I don't know if she's definitely got it. I think the one thing about Chrissy is this this is the real test for her now. Mm-hmm. She's had a solid year and she's won some great races with some great competition and proven that she is absolutely outstanding as an athlete and the way she's come onto the sport has been phenomenal. But I think this is the this is the real test for her now and to see if she can really back it up. I think she will do it, but mm. uh, you know, this, I think it's going to be an interesting race for her. I don't think it's, it's I'm not as confident as you are about okay. the race, but I will say I think she will win it. Um, and then I probably will go Van Glukenbergen. I think, I know, I just think... I, yeah, it's good. she's going to be interesting to see yeah. how she goes. But I think she's a do-or-die kind of girl. Yeah. Like she's she's going to be there or she's not going to be there at all. And then, uh, you know, I, where do you say Cosmo? Yeah, say, yeah. yeah, some more. I don't, know, I don't know if she's there. Like, okay. 
from one thing I know of her is that the mental games, you know, either there or there or not as well. And so, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I don't know if she's up to the pressure yet of that kind of racing. I think Rote was an amazing race for her, but I think she was just jumping on board, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean, and she just caught a good wave and rode at home, whereas... Um, I don't know if she's got that, the game to so who's, who's your third? That's where I'm struggling. Um, a lot of people here seem to be picking Bella. Uh, Bella Comerford. To, I don't to think she's one. quite there yet. I don't think she is either, but if she's there after the bike, um, she, she's a good runner. So yeah. I think she, she but her swim's too slow, isn't it? Her swim. But there's a lot, Van Klerken, yeah, true. some more Bella. All those girls are poor swimmers. So um, there we go. Somebody's picking Van Vlerken to take it out. Thomas... Circo 13 hours ago put in um, Van Vlerken to win so that would be impressive she can win on debut Natasha is Natasha racing she is yep. oh I'm going to go third for her I know she's old yeah. but you know what Natasha don't go don't go upset. hey no but I didn't say that she's an old woman John so no. you're twisting me here Annette's going to get upset no like she's old she's an, like, an Ironman pro athlete she's in her late 30s and that's old isn't it John she's, isn't she 40 I think she's 40 is that old John yeah <laughs> See? Getting on. So, and as a pro athlete, that's all now. Look at it. I can't handle this stuff. So, you're going Natasha for third. Uh, you know what? Her experience, she knows how the race rates well. Mm-hmm. She knows the pressure. As long as she's, I don't know how her year's been going. I haven't done enough research, but you know, I think she could pull off the top three. So, that's my three. We've got Chrissy, we've got Van Kluke and Schmirken, <laughs> and Natasha. I wouldn't be surprised to see her there, there or thereabouts as well. I don't know if she's quite got the win in her, but again, if she can hook up with a few girls on the bike and they can just rip the bike. Like I and she can run. She can bike as well. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, no, she, she'll be an interesting one. It's gonna be a great day, eh? It's gonna be a good. Glad day. I'm gonna be watching it. Yeah. <laughs> can you can you record off um, like an eye on main dot com? No, because I think it's Flash. Oh, okay. Mm, if anybody can record it, it'd be great to send me a copy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we wait till December thirteenth. Chance always sends it over. Chance good. is a legend. Good on there, Chance. Yeah. He sent us a book this week. I see Steve Larson's racing there, number forty-two. Yep. That'll be interesting. Yep. Paul Amy's down there as well, the world duathlon champion, number 37. Yep. Interesting. Also, uh, heard Justin. <laughs> heard Justin? No, I'm just talking crap. Okay, uh, there, there we go. So this week, okay, whoa, it's going to be a long show. It's all so news, and we've got that interview. We it's haven't been... got that much after it. Okay, Don't that's worry. good, because we haven't got much. Okay, um, this week's discussion is a good discussion. Is Ironman Kona world championship win better than an Olympic gold medal? Mm. Ooh. Yep. It's as simple as that, John. Simple as that. Okay, game on. Here we go. We're going to move on because this has been a very long start. Here we go. Gripper of the week. We've gone a little bit of different styles this week. You know, we've got a few backed up, and don't worry, we'll get to yours eventually. But we've gone back to our Kona finishes, our first Athlink Kona finishes from last year. Because we, uh, we love Kona, we, we love, love Athlinks. It's a love love relationship, John. It is. And uh, it's pretty simple, really. Pre Wee took it out. And she did, and she was, uh, do you want to pull up the page? She had a very impressive uh, impressive race there. She's, oh, I haven't even got the page up. Oh, no, I think I got rid of it. Disappointing. So Brie Wee, I think she she was the first age grouper to finish last year. I think she was around about 13th place overall. Yeah. I remember she had a great race. I don't know if she'll be (laughs) racing this year because she raced in that 70.3 at the weekend. She turned pro, didn't she, after this? She did turn pro and she had a, uh, I think she had quite a good result in Canada this year. So she was the first on our female side of things, very high up. I did have to scroll down a bit further. Why don't you click on... Have we, oh, have we got an open? Website seems on, the slow, go, right? on the guy side, I think it's Kevin Desart or apparently he had an amazing race. He did have an amazing yeah, race. Yeah, um, apparently he was, did a, did a three point eight k swim. 
180k bike and ended a 42.k run and he was uh, I think around about 100th place somewhere around there so he was an Overall. age grouper yep. oh that's pretty good it was a solid day at the office it's coming up ah, and he's a 40 year old male from and he did a 928 that's not bad that's, that's pretty bad. sharp better than I did Colorado Springs in the States got a cool looking bike eh? 928 he's got the look hasn't he he's got the helmet and there's a picture there of some Kona with the, the lava fields behind him. Yep. Impressive stuff. Oh, bloody oh, hell. John. People want to know if I'm riding. It's raining out there. Well, I don't care. Well, you keep... Yeah. yeah. Did you turn it off? I, I just paused it. Uh, it's painful sometimes. Well, what is that weather doing? It's, bloody, it's not very really nice out I'm there. I'm not riding. You know why? Because I'm no longer an athlete. <laughs> okay. So that's uh, those are our age, age groupers, groupers of the week. Is it high five next? One, two, three, four. High five. And I One, noticed two, you three, did four. it. High five. We've got a high ten. High ten. It's nine. I'll make up oh, a ten. this one. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so okay. The, the cool things about Kona and the five not so cool things about Kona. John, you did this one yourself. Did. It's a while since we've done one of those, eh? I know. Love your work. So I thought, you know, let's talk about the good and the bad things about Kona. Okay, so. let's rock through it. Let's go. Uh, Rightio, number one on the good side of things. Um, it's one of the best finishing streets I think you'll you'll ever have. And yeah. then, you know you've got finishing shoots in different parts of the world, which are really cool. And ropes are really cool because you're sort of running yeah. on a horseshoe. But it's a really long finishing area. And it's basically, got, as soon as you come onto the main road, was it? Uh, Ali Drive. Drive. Yeah. So you come down Palani Hill, and you basically you can see the finish line sort of straight in front of you. You got to hang a left, and you probably run about half a mile at oh, least probably, longer than that. Probably, probably a little bit longer than yeah, that I remember it down forever. away from the finishing line but then it's nice then when you come back towards the sea it's downhill I remember that bit yeah. so yeah. then you run back down to a lead drive you hang a right and then you probably got a roundabout maybe a, a mile if, if that may be a bit yeah, you know what if you're there doing the race and you know what unless you've got a really sharp goal time or you're trying to win your age group slow down man enjoy that experience yeah. eh? like quite a few guys passed me at that point but I didn't care because I was like yeah. I want to soak this up eh? it's a great Great finish, and it's lined with a lot of people, and that's yeah. where the tradition is all there. And you know, you're sort of coming to the end of your day, and uh, so I really rated that finish line as probably one of the most memorable, even though I had a crappy day. Yeah, yeah, it's same. Oh, yeah, I loved it. I got my daughter over the line as well and stuff. Yeah, uh, you know, you're uh, racing the best of the best. Oh, yeah. So you know, you know that to be at Kona, unless they got a bloody slot, <laughs> lottery yeah. slot, yeah. that you really are racing the best people in your age group in your professional field. In the world, and you know what, that is really cool about Kona. Like, you, we, we do give a bit of shit about the poses, and you know what, I was one of them, so I can't give crap. But, yeah, you know, you, there is something cool about being in a place where you have the world's fittest people, eh? yeah. You know, like, I mean, triathletes in themselves and their community are the fittest people. The people who qualify for Kona are that next level. When you go there, and you, you know, it's, it's mad the amount of fit people you see, but it's cool, and um. It's uh, it's a different vibe to your other Ironman races. I think one of the great things when I've been to Taupo in the past is uh, it's just got that vibe about everybody's out there to do this and yeah. to get to the line as quick as they can. But there's a lot of people who are out there just so excited just because it's going to be an Ironman. It's the first time they've done yeah. it. But the Kona, you know that the athletes are, are not just there to finish; they're there to finish as fast as they can. And yeah. and, and so on, on the you know your, the competitive level side of things is a different ballpark. And yeah. and and I really like that side of racing don't get into the habit of asking people their fastest time yeah. because it breaks your heart it does <laughs> uh, smooth roads yeah uh, it is nice for Americans and maybe some Europeans maybe it's not such a big deal for you but for Kiwis when you go over there you just look down at your speedo and you're going this is, this is fantastic yeah it really but is once the wind starts hitting you obviously you slow down but uh, for, for us when we go over there average speed will go up two 
to maybe maybe even as much as three kilometres an hour yeah. with the same amount of effort compared to our Kiwi roads. So I love it's fantastic. It. There's not a lot of spectators, number four, and uh, it's you against the course, particularly on the bike. Once you get on that bike, you know, you see hardly anyone, eh? And but just, I, but I, I see that as a positive. Yeah, yeah, so it's kind of the Iron Man experience, isn't it? Mm. And even on the run, when you kind of get out of town, mm. you know, you, and you've got some real, the, kind of probably the mentally toughest sections of the run, they're quite lonely. It's, you know, and then you go into the energy lab and it kind of drains you mentally. And All you've got is the competitors around you and the next aid station. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the Bring on the aid station. Focus. Yep. So not a lot of spectators, but I kind of put that down as, as a good thing. I uh, quite enjoyed that, except for when you come through um, the Kona Township. And when you're going out at Alihi Drive um, for the first turn, there, there was a, plenty of people out there, but uh, it's it's not like other races like Rote where you've no. got thousands and thousands no. of people. And then finally, um, point number five and the hot five good things about it is just the history of the race. And I guess we've already touched on this, but... Um, I do remember when I was there just sort of getting into the water and, and lining up on the start line, you sort of reflect a bit on, on what the race is all about and that's a pretty cool thing, just uh, yeah, it's a pinnacle. Yeah, it's one of those things that, you know, one thing Ironman has done is really got that brand out there to the world and you say to people, I've done Ironman, they go, oh yeah, have you done Kona? Mm. Have you done Hawaii Ironman? And, you know, there is something special about doing that and not many people in this world have had the privilege of doing that race and I know when I was doing it, I definitely kind of recognised that and I know mm. it's, it's a really cool thing. It's a it's a huge achievement to, to qualify and to get to Kona. You know, it's, it is. Yeah. But it's not all good. It's not all good, John. Because <laughs> why, John? Because life's not fair. <laughs> life's not fair. can't all be good. You've got to take the good with the bad. But the good bad. So uh, in terms of the not so good things, if you're a spectator over there, I wouldn't say it's the most spectator-friendly course. No. Um, it's, it's really difficult. I know this is an issue Belinda had in terms of getting to watch the swim. You've got to be down there so so early to yeah. actually be able to see this one because it's not a very big area um, around by the pier. And then once you get a couple hundred meters past the pier, it just turns into shops and you can't actually see the swim. Yeah. So that's a real challenge is um, not being able to see the swim. Yep. Well, I'm going to tuck something in there. If you're doing the swim, going around the boat, mm-hmm. that can be the fifth one. Going around the boat with all the fumes coming around the boat. Oh yeah. Did you yeah. get there? I don't recall it, but oh, I was getting know mouthfuls of the stuff. Really? So when you're going around the boat, make sure you breathe through the other way because right. you really do. The fumes are coming off the boat. So that's number two. Yeah, that's number two. <laughs> there you go. Check that one out. Yeah. Number uh, number three. Uh, I didn't really think the post race area, and I've heard other people say this as well, was laid out very well. Um, normally you get across and there's great selection of food and and, and and I've only had one experience there so it may be better than what it is I a long way away. I remember it was, a, it was a hard walk for me. Oh mate, you didn't even turn it off. God. <laughs> Could be, could be offers. Could be people could be offering me a million dollars for my house right I, I now. I don't think they are. <laughs> but anyway, I don't think the um, not in this market. <laughs> damn, damn Americans. <laughs> the post race area, I, I struggled with them um, because when you came across the line, the first thing you kind of came across was pizza. Yeah, and it wasn't really quite what I was after. Yeah, and I was in some. Ma- and it, is, it is a long walk to the massage. I, I was in major issues, and I had to get to the medical tent and. Uh, and I had two people helping me get there, but it was forever, yeah. and I just wanted to just crawl up into a ball. Yeah. And they said, "No, you keep, keep on coming." Yeah, it's, a, it's so, the longest time then. But in, in, in fairness to them, um, it is a difficult area, and it's it's not ideally designed. But you'd rather finish there than anywhere else. Yeah, you know, it's a cool place. Oh, so totally. Just just factor that in. Uh, one thing that John didn't like, and you know, I totally agree with this too. Actually, when I was there, was the post race party wasn't too flash. No. Um, turn my phone off. Yeah, you want to turn your phone off? That's good, John. You should yeah. do that before the show. See, mine's off. 
Yeah. Uh, the post-race party, like, I don't know, maybe it improves and it's probably a year-by-year thing, but uh, so many people, but I don't know, other races seem to do it well. And I, I, will, I also thought that the whole presentation wasn't as good as it could have been. They, yeah. um, there was a lot of slip, slapping on the back for Iron Man, telling them how great they yeah. were and everything. Uh, and you kind of had the special people up the front and all the peasants out the back. And yeah. That's kind of what I felt about And I was miles away, I was. I was right down the back when yeah, I did it. So, yeah, so... Um, with so many people it is hard but you know other Ironman races that I've been to uh, have done a better job than what they yeah, do there yep. lastly and lastly there's um, you've always got to factor in when you go over there that there's a lot of testosterone and there's a lot of posing and uh, if you're into that go for it I've been practicing my poses before I went I, yeah. yeah got the arm flex you know I'm not into that and if you're not into <laughs> it you just got to take a little chill pill and just go well good for them I'm going to go smash them in the race and they can pose all they want <laughs> very good All right, so that's our high five good and bad points Kona 2008. Website of the week. Okay, it's a good website this week, actually, John. It's a brilliant website. Now I want to tell us who sent it through. Ben Barney. He tried to get the uh, tried to get a show named after him. Yeah. He probably, probably in fairness, you're, probably not, you're just, not very nice here, John. He probably did do enough almost to get a show named after him. But then you decided not to. Yeah, we're putting it on the Kona Special. It can't be the Kona Special Ben show. Uh, but he okay. did have, so he contributed last week as well. So. Ben does do a lot for the show. He does do some yeah, good stuff. Ben, we love your work. Now, this is actually a great website. It's called www.parktool.com slash repair. Now, it's our Park Tool obviously produces a lot of tools that you can use for working on your bike. But what they have on their website, which is absolutely brilliant, is they help, they basically give you information on how to repair a bike. And if you go to the page, which we'll put on IM Talk. Me or iMantalk.com, and um, they have a bike. And now it's a mountain bike on the page, but it doesn't matter because they have parts for road bikes. So let's say I want to look at my derailleur system, click on that, and it takes you through to a page. And then it says repair how tos. So, for example, let's say my cable cutting cable housing. So I click on that, and it has details really good details, shows you lots of stuff about how to improve it with pictures and. Really great stuff, eh? It's good. I mean, yeah. obviously the thing is, park tools sell tools, so they want to sell more tools, and if lots of people do their own bike stuff, um, they're going to sell more tools. Yeah. Um, but it's a great way to save money, and it's, it's just a useful thing to have to be able to do the basic things on your you bike. You know what? You know, I will use this website, because one thing I'm really hopeless is adjusting my gears at the back, yeah. and when I start getting out of line, and, yeah. I, and I never know how to do it properly, and I kind of play around with it, and... You know, and like something like this website is really great. Like I'm, I don't, you know, I don't care to be a bike geek yeah. and do that stuff. But just basic knowledge, mm. and you know, it's got the more advanced stuff for those who do like to be bike geeks. But if you just need to know a little bit of basic stuff about your bike, this is a really good resource. Mm. And basically, what you do, you just put your mouse over the bike, um, yeah. and you go on there, you click on there, and it'll basically tell you any things that might be wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, when you start. Getting into really tricky things, then you probably want to take it into the the bike shop. But there's a lot of stuff that a lot of people can easily fix themselves. You know, just adjusting your brakes. Some people wouldn't know how to do that. Yeah. Um, as Bevan said, just adjusting your gears if they're getting a little bit out, don't know how to do that. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, if you're going to go get a spoke put in, you may often want to get a, a bike shop to do yeah, that. Yeah, there are levels. Like you know, I took, actually I took my bike and my genius to the bike HQ this week. Right. Because my chain broke. I've broken two chains this year. Really? Yeah. Mm. I must be hardcore. You must be hardcore. Must be hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> so I took it to bike HQ and uh, they fixed it up, which is all good. But I wouldn't be able to do that. So. So this week's website is parktool.com. And if you want to go, the actual link is parktool.com/repair. Questions and answers. And uh, thanks, Ben, for that website, by the way. Uh, just uh, 
John, tell us some rules about... <laughs> this was Coach's Corner, but Bevan vetoed the Coach's Corner. Yeah. It's just come under a question. It was a quick one, so... Um, a couple of people have... I've had somebody who got penalised for, for blocking recently in a race. So I thought... So a lot of people may not know what blocking is. Uh, blocking is basically when you're riding along and if you're passing someone and you stop next to them and have a bit of a chin wag, which this person happened to do, yep. and uh, you're stopping... Preventing people, getting, people through. getting through, that's called a blocking infringement, and you okay. get the same penalty as drafting. So be very aware of that, especially at races where there's a lot of people, because that's where they'll be more vigilant with it. Unfortunately for the guy in question, he was actually riding along, there wasn't anybody around, so he wasn't really blocking, and he thought it was a bit of a harsh call. Well, he was just like in the middle of the road or something. And no, he, he was riding along, and, and he was riding past a mate, and there was nobody around, so he sort of pulled up next to him, wasn't drafting, and had a bit quick chat with him, how's it going? And oh, then he really? got busted. So. Uh. But. Technically, it was an infringement. So just actually, I, I, we didn't do a high six, and we, you know, we always have a high six. And here's my high six. Yeah, it's hard not to draft in Kona. Yes. Yep. You I know. Agree. So, so just be really aware of you guys who are doing Kona this weekend. To, you, you know what? A lot of your energy goes into not so much in the second half of the ride, but particularly in the first half of the ride. So in Kona this year, the draft distance I read on the site is seven metres between bikes, <coughs> so I assume that is back wheel to front wheel, so yep. it's a fairly sizable gap, um, and basically you've got 20 seconds to pass somebody, so when you start your passing manoeuvre and you get within inside that seven metres, 20 seconds to get past, if you, pass, so if you are past yourself, it's your responsibility to get out of the draft zone, it's not the responsibility of the person in front of you to speed up and smoke away from you, you've it, got to get out of the zone. And, and you really have to be careful in Kona, because, so for example, I had a terrible swim in Kona, I swam in our 10 in Kona, Awesome, yeah. and um, so I was in the main pack of riders. Like normally, we swim kind of quicker, and so you're kind of by yourself. But I was really in the main pack of riders, and you know it was impossible not to draft. So you just need to be looking like you're active and not drafting, mm. you know. And so just be aware of that. You know, I think if you show that you have an intent not to draft, they'll be mm. fair on you. Intent. That's what the lawyers always use. Yeah, because I got a lawyer flatmate. She yeah. tells me all the intent stories. Yeah. Uh, the other one to be aware of, uh, especially in Kona, they, they do um, sometimes slap down, or they certainly do on the pros, is slingshotting. Yep. You don't know what that Came term is. Enough, didn't he? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah. It's basically when you are going to pass someone, you need to pull out. Into the, you know, if you're in Kona, you're going to be on the right-hand side of the road, you need to pull left, and then you ride past them. Slingshotting is where you basically don't pull off, and you, you ride right stri- up to tire, straight huh? up to their ass, get it, getting the good suction of the draft, and then you pull out and pass them. So a lot, uh, like what you see, the... The NASCAR drivers and all yeah. that, they, they slingshot past people, and that's what slingshotting is, and you can get penalised for that now. So just be really aware of that. We've got another question here from Andy Brian Surge. Said, I was wondering how you can carry all your nutrition on the bike, as I was wondering what's the most aero, biggest, easiest way to carry food, nutrition on the bike when training or racing. Um, if you're a new listener, Andy, Bevan and I both tend to just put all our gels, gels in a bottle. into a bottle. And if you're using other some other sort of nutrition, you know, like a, a liquid sort of meal, like um, a lot of people use um, Hammer, do uh, Perpetuum. A lot yep. of people use that. Again, storing it in your drink bottles is, is the ideal way. I actually just carry food in my pockets, to be honest. Oh, and I use a bento box, yeah, which and, I find Which is, is not the most aero, you know, um, but yeah, you know, the reality is you, 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 you just need something that's easily and, and convenient. Um, a lot of guys use aero bottles as well. But the main thing is when you're carrying all your nutrition, is, um, is weight is an issue, uh, especially if you're carrying your fluids. You know, you don't want to be carrying five drink bottles in no. the start of the ride, so that's just something. You know what, I, I tend to have one drink bottle. So I have two cages, one with my fluid, with my gels, and one with my drink. And, you know, the aid stations are really good at getting your water to you, so... Mm. or your drinks to you and that's where something like a noon tablet's really good um, for getting electrolyte in. or electrolyte tablets is a way of getting that in as well because uh, who was it Rod Barker loved it how he did that didn't he changed his race didn't it 
Oh, yeah, it did. Yeah, 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 yeah. so that's all good. Uh, a few weeks ago, we had a question from, I can't remember who it's from, about what episode did we do peeing on the bike? And Graham Bond sent through the answer, and it was episode 18. Wow. That was a long time ago, wasn't it? Pulled out a good content early in the, yeah, uh, we did, in the, the life of the show. Because that's like, well, it's like 112 episodes ago. It's yeah. a long time ago. Good maths in your head there, Well, oh, you know, mate, that's the only thing I was good at at school, I tell you. <laughs> and picking up the girls. Uh, so we, we're giving nicknames if you donate to the show, and Chance Barber gave through a really big donation this week, and we really appreciate it, because Chance is always a really great supporter of the show. He sent through a book. Did you see the book that your gloves was on? No. It's about Lance Armstrong, and it's from one of his coordinators, oh. and it's all about what they did. It was called, you may, if you're going to do it, you may as well win. Mm, so. <laughs> right. You could, you could read a few things into that title, I guess. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> and so uh, I'll let you read it first, because I'm actually reading another book at the moment, then okay. we'll rotate it. But anyway, so he gets his nickname. Well, I was a little bit disappointed because the Ballistic Hammer didn't like his nickname. Didn't he? No, because on Athlinks he said, oh, can I get another nickname? <laughs> yeah. No. No, <laughs> you don't get to choose. No, it was, it was Ben Ballistic Hammer. Yeah, Bobby. Bobby Ballistic Hammer. Bostic. Bostic. That's a perfect nickname, isn't it? Plenty of bees in there. Yeah, I know. I thought, you know, doubling up the letters. So anyway, Chance Barber. There's one of my favourite movies of all time is Cool Hand Luke. Yeah. So I'm going to call him The Cool Hand. Chance right. Barber. Nice. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? That's from a movie, is it? <laughs> it's, 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 not from the, it's not from the cartoon show. <laughs> because I go to John here before the show. I go, have you seen Coy and Luke? And he goes, yeah, yeah. I remember Lucky Luke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great cartoon. <laughs> bang, 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 bang Lucky, Lucky Luke. Luke. <laughs> In Coy and Luke, the movie, here's a funny story. So Coy and Luke, the movie... He has to eat 50 boiled eggs in an hour. Right. And, and he does it, and it's a brilliant scene. One time when I was teaching aerobics, I offered someone $1,000 to do it, and this guy was going to attempt it. Yeah. And, but he couldn't do it. He practiced and he couldn't do it. <laughs> he gave up. Uh, you know what? If someone can prove to us that they can eat 50 boiled eggs in an hour, I'll give you 500 bucks. There you go. Yeah, nice. 50 boiled eggs. It's Bevan's 500 bucks. Yeah, I, I don't mind. Yeah, you've got to put it on YouTube the whole hour. Okay, uh, sponsors. Athlinks.com. Okay, so it's a big time Athlinks right now, and uh, Jombo, you want to start telling us why? So they've got the mapping feature we talked about last week. Yeah. And uh, like some other people out there, you may have, I like some other people out there, may have been wondering why are they doing this mapping feature? John, why are they doing this mapping feature? It's, uh, it's bloody good. It only takes about a minute to go in there and do it, and if you can map all your races, it's going to be really help Athlinks out, and it's going to help the community out. It's, it's really cool. What happens, what they've got, is Athlinks have somehow managed to get a, uh, uh, some, some, historical weather data amazing awesomeness is that it is so basically they have access to hourly historical data based on a GPS point so longitude and latitude yep. uh, so the deal is if, if everybody goes on there and plots all these races they can then athletes will then be able to tell you what the temperature was at those races yeah great so if you do Ironman in New Zealand five years ago they could tell you what the weather was on that day and that location for each of the eight to fifteen hours of the race so that's going to be cool. And For serious athletes, this is going to be unbelievable data to have access to. It's easy to look at the time from the years, but remembering certain aspects of the day. But certainly if you swam in 20-degree you know, humidity, biked in, what, 93 Fahrenheit, and then ran 255 in a sizzling drizzle, it is true, eh? It is, because we've got a question, actually, that's on hold at the moment. People asking about how you compare different courses and, and yeah. different races from year to year. And the weather plays a huge part, especially one, in Kona. And one thing, another reason it's really an awesome concept is that when you've done, you know, I've done seven Ironman now, you kind of 
get the, the intricacies of each race, you know, and I, I can't remember what the weather was like in 2003, you know, yeah. and it's like, and that way, you know, this it just adds, yeah, it's great work. So all you basically do is you go onto your results page, um, you have all your results listed there, there's a little map icon, you click on that, that'll just pull up a map of the area where the race is in. If there's not a little icon there, it means somebody else has already done it, which is cool, and you just click on there, you just basically drag the cursor to where the race started from, and that's all you do, and I've done it with a good five or six of my races. Seriously, it just takes about one or two minutes and uh, you're done and you'll be helping sort of the, the athletics community and helping us as well. And they've got some really big things coming up in the next few weeks. They keep on innovating, which is really great. And I won't talk about that one, but I'm no. pretty excited. Good. <laughs> uh, then we've got coffeesofhawaii.com. Can I pull up that email? Um, Where was that? Yeah, we go. Come on. Here we go. Yep. So... Coffees Hawaii are going to be in Hawaii for the race. <coughs> Pretty exciting times. The canoe, um, as per last year, the sort of uh, catamaran is going to be out there from Tuesday through to Friday from 7am to 9.30am. Sampling and selling coffee at Bikeworks store up by the highway and down on Alihi. Yep. If you go to coffeesofhawaii.com, you'll also be seeing some photos and videos starting from is Tuesday. racing? Don't know. Mm-hmm. I think he would have qualified because he, yeah, he didn't did qualify. Court, yeah. court lane, so... Yeah. Last year was a bit tired from doing all his coffee duties. Yeah. So if you want to, if you haven't actually ever gone and bought any coffees of white coffee, oh, yet, and you, if you're doing a swim, you've got to go out and swim to the coffee. Exactly. Even if you swim out from the shore. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Because it's a cool thing, and the photos they had last year were just absolutely phenomenal. And say so you heard about them from uh, Iron Man Talk, and uh, they may even extend their normal discount to you. But I don't know about that. No. <laughs> I love the way he's got sent from my iPhone. Albert, you can actually get rid of that. Go in settings, and then go calendars, mail, and whatever, and then go signature, and you can change that. Right. Yeah, because people think you're a bit of a snob. Right. Because I get that all the time. <laughs> oh, you're such a snob. You sent from your iPhone. <laughs> so, yeah, if you not got one. <laughs> cool. So, coffeesofhawaii.com for all your coffee needs, or you can see them in Kona. Okay, that's great. Um, and then lastly, trybuys.com. You know what's really cool right now, John? My my screensaver. Who's that? It's me. <laughs> I'm big trybuys.com t-shirt. I'm missing your face, but uh, I've got the trybuys.com there. Big man breasts. <laughs> trybuys.com. They, uh, now, did that interview come through? No. 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 We may have it on next week. We'll put it on post-race anyway. Yeah. Um, but they interviewed Craig Alexander, so there may be some info up on their website. Yeah, let's have a look on their website. Will you keep talking? So... Always specials on trybuys.com. Great deals. Um, internationally, you spend over 500, you get free shipping. Within America, you spend over 200, you get free shipping. Do you know what I'm doing this week, John? What are you doing this I'm week? I'm trybuys.com. Click on that. Do you know why? Why? Because I need some new shoes. Nice. What a better time to do that than now. Nice. <clears throat> so, one. get on to trybuys.com for all your needs. Oh, they've just uh, sent me over a pair of uh, cool Louis Garneau. Are they Louis Garneau? Yep. Yep, LG. Louisiana. Um, I love this little bit here. They've got a little bit that helps you put it on. Mm. It's very clever. So everything you need on there. They've got all your sports nutrition. They've got running shoes. They've got Mizunos on there. They've got bike shoes. They've got bike gloves. It's all good. And there's always some good discount deals on there as well. There's always a sale on. Uh, the sale season at trybuys.com. Remember, join the... Um, join up so you get the newsletters because honestly some of the specials don't actually go onto the website and they just go straight into newsletters mm. and, or they may go on the website but you know what you get the newsletter and you know what's coming through so it's great so our sponsors are coffeesofwai.com um, go to the boat athlinks.com map the world trybase.com catch up before you gear what are you up to this week no 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 because we've got a couple of other things we need to do so uh, email questions go to 
iamtalk.me. No, iamtalk at gmail.com. Oh, sorry. But a new website will be iamtalk.me. For now, you can still use iamtalk.com. You know what? We may even keep that. Just, just don't, tell, don't tell WTC there. <laughs> um, bike jerseys. Bike jerseys. Orders start on the 15th. We're getting lots and lots of orders, which is absolutely awesome. Now, you only have about another five, six days to go. So um, if you... Um, if you haven't basically received a PayPal invoice and you've maybe sent in your order form, it means I haven't got it back. Um, so as long as you've had a PayPal invoice, uh, I've got it and it's all processed. Uh, and if you want to get the order form, just email us through. Okay, um, and just keep sending us through. Lots of people getting them, which is great. If you buy anything off Amazon, do it through our page. We're actually going to get a few more affiliates coming up over the next few weeks as well. And uh, I'm just going to pause for one second. And there's more exciting news, but it has to wait for another week, doesn't it, it does. John? It's it pretty exciting, isn't it? I had you laughing, didn't I? I did. <laughs> we were laughing. <laughs> so what are you up to this week, John? Or what have you been up to, and what are you up to? House on the market. Oh, how are you feeling about that? Wow. If we get a good offer, I'll feel good about it. Yeah. But the way the market is at the moment, who knows yeah, what's going to happen. Exactly. So interesting times on the, on the property You know what? Market. If you want to listen to, if you're unsure of what's happening in the world, there's a podcast called This American Life. And over, in the last couple of months, I've done two podcasts which really explain what's happened. One's called, um, oh, I can't remember what it's called. It basically explains what happened with the mortgage bubble. And it explains it in really simple terms. And this week, they've done what's happened recently. And it's been a fascinating listen. So if you're actually interested, go there and download that one. Nice. Um, what uh, else? So, house on the market, and that's the main occupying part of their life at the moment. Yep. And then uh, going away for the Canterbury Triathlon Cup camp this weekend. Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You know, you do Hamner, I do Hamner, now you're doing Hamner again. Just, just, we should buy a house here and we'll share it. We should. Yeah. So, uh, that's about it for, for no, me. No goss, no like big stuff. Do have some goss I'm going to discuss with you after the show. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, now I'm curious. <laughs> yeah. Got me thinking. Um, they hate it when we do that. And what, what about you? because we're not like sharing. I know. What about you, Bevan? Anything exciting? Well, I had my romantic weekend away, yeah. which was, was, was lovely, beautiful. Yeah. You know, it just reinforces yeah. everything. Go to the hot pools? We didn't, actually. No? No. No, went for walks. Oh. Yeah, do you get lost? We got lost on our walk up there. We, well, we thought we were lost, but then we found ourselves. Yeah, yeah, which was good. And then, uh, and then it's school holidays this week, so I'm spending lots of time with my daughter. We're going to today's dad day, and so we're going to go out and go to movies, go to town, do lots of cool stuff together. More vouchers, I got vouchers. Oh, you should actually, because we used those last ones. I've got them in the car actually. Oh, game on! And then um, this Friday, we're actually going to go to Mount Summers and do a trek into one of the huts and come back the next day. So I'm really looking forward to that, and just looking forward to spending lots of time with my beautiful daughter. And it's pretty much me. Very good. Yeah. Anything else? Um, I'm getting my motorcycle license. Oh, you're gonna, he's going to be riding the Canterbury Triathlon Club motorbike, keeping it functioning. I know because I rode motorbikes for years, but I never had a license. Yeah. So now that I'm kind of responsible in life, I'm get, it's a real mission getting a license. Mm. I've spent like three hours studying, and I've probably still got another two hours to go. Oh no. Oh, breaks my heart. Oh dear. Uh, but I will. Don't go getting any speeding tickets. I won't because I don't think that bike will go faster than fifty. <laughs> <laughs> worried it might break down in the middle of nowhere it's oh, good times oh cool right that's what I'll be once, right. I, once I've got it I'll take a photo yeah. and put it on the website Yeah, here we go one other thing I've got a new sponsor which I'll tell you about next week so have I actually I need to get mine a plug as well good mine's what? Uvex which is sunglasses and helmets and mine's Bolle which are glasses and they do nice. really mean glasses we'll take a picture of us each and our new glasses <laughs> we'll look like cool on my motorbike yeah. <laughs> we'll be like cool races cool. <laughs> beautiful Iron Russ I'm Mendo train hard train smart Kia kaha, kaha.